everybody. Welcome to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Kokodos. With us is Sriracha. Hello. Uh, shit sucks right now. School is off. People are working from home. People are working sick. So we thought it might be nice to bring back like an old favorite to, to kind of, you know, just indulge in a little bit of nostalgia. We're going to do some Mysterios Kills a Kid. Zwick, roll that old theme. Kids, I don't know what's wrong with these kids today. Kids, who can understand anything they say? Kids, they are Sriracha, when was the last time we did Asterios Kills a Kid? Oh god, it must have been months. It has to have been months by now. I don't. I honestly don't remember. It's been so long. I think the last time we did anything close to it was when we were up in Canada and we gave maybe the best advice we've ever given. I don't know that we've ever released this live because it was like in a weird Canada show and the audience wasn't that big. Um, but some kids emailed us and they were like our dad keeps taking our halloween candy saying he's gonna check it for needles and poison but then when he gives it back to us he's taking all the good bars how do we stop our dad from doing this do you remember what our advice was um i don't but i'm gonna draw on what i know about myself and i think i would have said put needles and poison in the candy (laughs) That is exactly what our advice was. Nailed it! Was it. To, it was to go out and get a substance called Epicac, which induces vomiting, shove it in your Snickers bar, and then Dad will think twice about touching your candy. Um, so, yeah, I guess that, I guess literally that would be, a, at least that would be Asterisk kills a dad, if not Asterisk kills a kid. Uh, terrible advice we've given on this show. There, one of the, the one of the first questions in one of our first episodes was a kid spent all day building a massive snowball like a huge fucking Indiana Jones boulder sized snowball and then he he left school to go home when he came back the next day at recess all the other kids had ripped his giant snowball apart and used the packing snow to make their own snowmen do you remember what advice we gave that kid? Bring a gun to school. It was close. Yes. It was to build another snowball, but hide a gun inside it. Yep, and I remember then, that. And then when the kids get to the creamy center of this giant snowball, find the gun, take their picture, go to your teachers, say, it's Columbine 2, Snow Electric Boogaloo out here. You remember that advice? I vaguely do, Yes. Okay. Can you think of any really terrible advice we've given kids on this show? Um, most of it I think of, I immediately just jumped to bringing a gun to school. So I think for my answer to that question, I'll just do the catch-all answer of bring a gun to school. Yeah, we have told a lot of kids to bring guns to school. All right. My last favorite of Sarah's Kills a Kid bit of advice was this. A girl accidentally called her teacher dad once. In the middle of class. I remember that. And our advice, do you remember our advice? Was to fuck his mom. Oh my god! And then make it technically correct is the best kind of correct. Well, wait a minute. Fucking your teacher's mom would actually make him your son. Oh shit, you're right, that's not even correct. (laughs) 
No, but I like the alpha attitude you have towards that. Our advice was to break up your parents via, um, essentially pull a reverse, uh, wait, what's the name of that movie with the twins? Was to pull a reverse parent trap. Just watch the movie backwards so that you learn how to divorce your parents. Then have your mom marry your teacher. Boom. He is your dad. You're welcome. (laughs) We've given some terrible, terrible advice on this show called Asterios Kills a Kid. Real bad. Should we think of a better name for that that includes you? Because now this is like an us thing. Like we call it like the loudest advice. Uh, you, You got any? What else can we call this? I don't know. I think it's fair to leave this as your thing because pork chatter is my thing. We're not going to rename. I mean, we could rename that something with Sriracha in it, so it's even. Like Sriracha's pork department store or pork panic, pork pandemic. Oh my god! Well, I know that we will be ending today's show at Sriracha's Corona Corner. Uh, come on now, to Sriracha's Corona Corner. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, okay. Well. uh... Well, let's uh, let's get started. Any of these questions jump out at you, or do you want me to start? I honestly, they're all terrible. So <laughs> just do a roulette. All right, I think we got to start with this first question, which is comes from a guy named Kelololololololol, age seventeen. Uh, they write, "How do I convince my girlfriend to peg me without her thinking it's weird?" The thing I like about this question is because the the question that long plagued boomers in the 90s was how do i get my girlfriend to try back the you just say butt stuff the butt stuff it was always like how do i get my girlfriend to try butt stuff like i think there's a whole episode of seinfeld about like cracking the butt stuff code now that that's just how it starts that's like first date material is like you head down onto the butt department. It's all you you're all singing songs about cake by the ocean. What is cake by the ocean? It's a song by the Jonas Brothers band, I believe. Uh-huh. Does it have any secret meaning to it? I think because cake is African-American vernacular slang for uh, the buttocks. So I believe the joke is when they say eating cake by the ocean, they are performing analingus in a tropical location. <laughs> That's the Jonas Brothers the, from the Disney Channel. The Jonas Brothers. Yeah, with they, the took, they took those Sorry. purity rings off and things really went south. huh? They took those purity rings off and then put darkness rings on. I'm guessing that Bonus Jonas is now their heroin dealer. I'm guessing he's just gone full dark side. And the bonus is the additional heroin you get in his heroin bags. What is a bonus Jonas? You don't know who the bonus Jonas is? No, is there a fourth secret Jonas? Like Pooh and Bottom that they just keep in the closet? Wait, what did you say? (laughs) What? Somebody took a really unflattering picture of Debbie Lovato at a red, some kind of red carpet event where it looks like she's bald and her facial features are all spread out. So the this is like way this is Tumblr humor. So way back in the day, there was a joke that this wasn't actually a picture of Debbie Lovato. It was a picture of her twin sister Poot that her parents kept locked in the basement because <laughs> she had some kind of learning disability. And Poot escaped one night and made it onto a red carpet event. So if I Google Poot Demi Lovato 
Will I find this? I need to see this picture now. No, you got to Google Poot Lovato. Okay, Poot Lovato. Oh, yeah. That's rough. Yeah, she looks like boomer icon Susan Powder. Yeah, hang on. Wait, let me refresh my memory what this looks like. I, I feel like I have a good picture of Poot in my brain, but I don't totally remember. The first thing that comes up when you search Poot Lovato is... Her mocked up in a Time magazine cover, and it says Poot Lovato, person of the year. Wow. Poot Lovato, finally free. Oh, my God. Um, Do you remember that old show? Uh, what was it? The, uh, the, the Osbournes? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do the one about the dad with no arms or legs. No. What are you thinking of? What? There was an animated television show about the disparity between the rich and the poor, and it was called, like, the Osbournes or something, and one family lived in the suburbs where everything was safe, and then the other family lived on top of, like, a radiation plant, and it caused the dad to have no limbs. And I think the mom was mostly normal, but she only had one eye, and then the kids, one of the kids had no arms, and one of their other kids were conjoined twins. And I think the girl, they had a daughter, but her only problem was that she had some big growth coming out of her head. I swear to God, this was real. <laughs> it was. You're it, thinking of the Oblongs. Yes, that's it. The Oblongs. No, the, the Osbournes was a reality show. It was like one of the first big, big reality shows that there was Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon Osbourne and their kids um, hosting a reality show. But the thing is, there was like a fifth secret Osborne family member who just didn't want to be on the show at all. So all the advertising is like, here's the Osborne. It's like these four funny people. But every once in a while, they would blur out someone in the background. And it's like, that's the fifth Osborne. Oh, you never told me who the secret Jonas brother is. Bonus Jonas. Uh, hold on. I'll, I will look up bonus Jonas. Bonus Jonas. Frankie Jonas, the son of Denise and Paul Kevin Jonas, the younger brother of Kevin, Joe, and Nick. He's sometimes referred to as the Bonus Jonas or as Biff. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I hear he's into fisting now. I hear he's into anal fisting. So, there we go. Bonus Jonas. All the Jonas Brothers have got We've gone way off topic. The question was... How does he convince his girlfriend that pegging is not weird? Now, the first thing I think is, bring it up as a joke. And you'd be like, Haha. oh man, I saw some, uh, saw this porno the other day with uh, pegging in it. Uh, pegging. Uh, what do you think of that? Huh? Hmm. Ah. Mm. Do you think that would work? No, I think you should go the opposite direction, which is just kink shaming. Just go straight to kink shaming. Be like, hey, hey, sweetie, I saw Kanye West likes having fingers in his ass. I want to try it. Oh, you don't? You think that's weird? Well, you're kink shaming me. <laughs> I'm going to out you as a kink shamer on uh, your left book group of choice. Oh, my God. Unless, of course, you strap it on and get to work. Yeah, now, of course. Which also, now we've added the blackmail kink to this kink souffle. There's it's a, a whole nice quiche mm -hmm. of kink. It's a quiche there's, of kink. It's a power dynamic. It's a kink tiramisu. Okay. I do like that. How do I convince my girlfriend to peg me without thinking it's weird? What if you... Huh. What if you... Is there a way to buy 
like uh, one of those peg harnesses where the dildo is removable. Yeah, they sell those. Okay, here's what you do: buy the buy that, remove it. So now in the now in the bedroom, you've just got the dildo, and be like, "Huh, how about this?" And then you know, start playing around with it, and then in the middle of the action. Pull out the rest of it and go, hmm, huh, uh, uh. Put it, put them together like you're assembling the Triforce and then they go, huh, hmm, ah. And that way, it's like, it's in the heat of the moment and things are so hot and heavy and wild and loose. You know what I mean? Inhibitions have been lowered. I just, uh, don't, just don't make those noises while you're doing it. The huh, huh, huh. Don't do that. That's gonna, gonna go the opposite direction you want. Okay, I guess I would disagree. I think you got to make those noises and also look, keep your head perfectly still, but look left and right a bunch. Like keep shifting your eyes left and right. What you want to do is confuse her. Kind of like in the military, in the, the Air Force, when you're trying to evade a Russian missile, you launch out like a cloud of chaff to confuse the missile's targeting system. You keep going, hmm, huh, hmm, huh. You're looking left to right. You're looking left to right. Pull on your collar a little bit and go like, mm, it's getting hot in here, hmm, huh. Yeah, do that. <laughs> do you not? Do you really not think that'll? Because look, if you don't think that'll work, I don't want to give that a. Surprise. No, I mean I'm breaking my brain for a better idea, but yours is the best idea. Yeah. All right. Well, hello, lo, 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 lo. We we hope we hope we've helped you out. Uh, we got another question here um, from Captain Fock three 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 three. They write, "How do I break it to my friend that he sucks at Yu-Gi-Oh?" Set him up with a match with a very advanced child and have him lose. If that doesn't drive it home, I don't, I don't know what will. <laughs> You know, if this guy sucks at you, I don't think you need an advanced child. Set him up for a match with, like, a very basic child. Get, like, a real low... Get, like, get like a real low-energy kid out there. Like, a kid named, like, Malcolm or Teddy. All right, wait, Sriracha, your eyes bugged out. What do you have to say? You can hire one of your other friends to pretend to have a learning disability. <laughs> Okay, I like this. And a learning disability, and to not have, be like, this is my first time p playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Thanks for letting me p p play with you guys. And then he just owns your friend. <laughs> okay, I like, th I, I love this. I think what you need to do is set up essentially a gauntlet for your friend. First off, learning disabled friend. That's great. That's the first one up, okay? Mm -hmm. Second, Get a very, very old man and have him be like, what is this? Yagi-Eye. Mm, never played this before. Mm, huh? But secretly, you've trained Gramps to send his opponent to the, to the shadow zone. Is that, did I get that right? Yeah. Then you hire one of your teachers. <laughs> yes. You hire your meanest, surliest teacher. Like if you have a teacher named like Mrs. Grumps. Or Mr. Paddles, get him in there and then be like, if you fail this duel, you'll get detention. No, I see. I think you should go the opposite direction. Like okay. the English teacher everybody likes. Like, oh, haha, you want me to play cards with you? Sure. Yeah, go fish. I don't have any uh, exodiuses in my hand. And then you just have her own you. I feel like that's much more devastating. I love it. Okay. 
get your hottest teacher, Miss Bliss or Mr. Mr. Absworth in there, whatever. And then have them dress like in a real tight sweater, real tight jeans, and then an all Exodius's deck just clap. Wait, could you, can you have a deck with all Exodius's? No, that's not how this game works. How does Yu-Gi-Oh work? Wait a minute! The ultimate disgrace would be if I beat them at Yu-Gi-Oh! You have to play this kid. Okay. I like... If you lose to a boomer who doesn't even know that you're not allowed to have an all Exodius's deck, this kid will absolutely know he's the worst. Oh, yeah. How, how many Exodius's are you allowed to have in a deck? One. Exactly one. It's made up of six different pieces. Have you played Yu-Gi-Oh? Lightly. Can you tell me a little bit about your Yu-Gi-Oh experience? No, it's too complicated. The game is too complicated. I'm not it's asking not- you to teach me Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm not asking you to tell. I, but I just want to know, were you 12? Were you 6? Was this last year? No, I was uh, in middle school, and there was a fad, and everybody would play Yu-Gi-Oh cards at um, lunch. And so I understand how to play the game, and I understand how to make up a deck, but I could not. I, I would not beat anyone ever now, because there's so many new cards, and they change the fucking rules every single year. Okay, yeah, no, look, look I don't get it either. Because to me, Yu-Gi-Oh! is just a ripoff of Pokemon, because to me, they all came out at the same time. Like, Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh! were all ripoffs of Pokemon. I don't even know if they are. I don't know which one came out first. It wouldn't surprise me if Pokemon was ripping off something else. I know Sriracha tells me that that's what they do a lot in anime. Like, when something's successful, 900 clones of it will immediately come out. Well, American shit does that, too. Like, after Pokemon, you remember all the trading card games that were everywhere and none of them made any sense? Yeah, I played the X-Files trading card game a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was the Babylon 5 trading card game. I mean, yeah, well, Americans do that too because, uh, um, what was it? When the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad came out, the Samurai Pizza Cats, the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. It was always just like, mute, different mutated animal with different job. Like, that was the 90s. I believe it. Okay. Well, I hope that helps, but for the sake of argument, though, what if you don't break it to your friend that he sucks at Yu-Gi-Oh? Is there a way that we can use his inability to win at Yu-Gi-Oh to hustle other Yu-Gi-Oh players? Here's what I'm thinking. You, you, like, uh, you and him go into, like, a card store and be like, we're both the best at Yu-Gi-Oh. We both rule at Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, don't tell me sucks. Because he needs to have that, like, unearned confidence. Actually, tell him he's great. Then, he plays the mark first. He loses. Then go, oh, no, I'm even worse than my friend Biff. Double double or nothing. Oh, I don't know about that. I guess we'll go double or nothing. And then, you, Exodius, you fucking clown the other guy. To the point where he has to lift up his shirt, revealing a gun in his pants. And now we've got the second Yu-Gi-Oh! school shooting. (laughs) What do you think of this plan? I mean, if you can profit off of this, I'm always, you know me, I'm always down for scamming people. But he clearly wants to tell his friend. His friend is obviously embarrassing himself by playing Yu-Gi-Oh! The question was, how does he break it to him that he 
sucks at Yu-Gi-Oh! Not, here are alternatives. Yeah, we could say to the other kid, how about, uh, don't get pegged? There, there's your answer. Well, if you don't, <laughs> don't mind get me, pegged. If you don't mind me saying, won't this kid eventually learn that he sucks at Yu-Gi-Oh! once he realizes how many marks you've, uh, you've, you've, uh, ripped off? How many simps you've conquered? He'll get the message eventually. Yeah. Little more roundabout way of achieving it, but I believe that he will. Okay, excellent. All right, well, there you go. You've got a couple options, Captain Fock. Uh, is there a question on this list that you really want to do? No, I feel equally as ambivalent about all of them. Oh, okay, great. Um, all right, uh, let's get to our next question. Morbid Angel Rules with a Z. <sighs> Wait, what? What is Morbid Angel a thing you know? Is that his name? Yeah. No, it's just edgy 13. How, do you not see that that's like an edgy 13-year-old? No, it's definitely... He's 17, which is even worse. He's I'm, morbid... Yeah. I'm... I'm my, this gr- sigh is coming from I know that whatever follows this is going to be stupid. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's going to be bad. Of course it will. Um, my Okay, Morbid Angel Rules with a Z, age 17, writes, My sister-in-law thinks it's weird... That I've never masturbated in my car, my workplace bathroom, my kitchen, or my school's bathroom. Was I wrong, though, folks? <laughs> Was I wrong? You rarely are. It's why it's why you have been tasked to give this advice. Okay. Um, uh, so Morbid Angel Rules wants to know, am I weird for not masturbating in these places? And should I masturbate in these places? Okay, wait, give me the list again. Can we do shotgun round? Give me the list. Okay. In my car. No, you're not weird for not doing that in your car. Okay. In my workplace bathroom. Yes, you are weird for not doing it in there. Wait, what? Oh, wait, shit. No, I forgot this kid's 17. I have to change my answers to all know then. That's not funny. But when you turn 18, yeah, go ahead. If you get paid hourly, you should be spending as much time in your workplace bathroom as you possibly can. I don't care what you're doing. Shit, piss, masturbate, putting a coloring book. Who gives a fuck? Steal time at every second of every day. Do it. Your sister-in-law is right. Have you seen that design for that toilet that stops... That stops people from masturbating in the work bathroom. The one that leans forward? Yes. Yeah, that's got to be good luck. Good luck getting that over here. Yeah, so for people who don't know, uh, I guess look for a sloped toilet or angled toilet. But a couple of months ago, like a uh, a concept art for this toilet went around where it's tilted downward to the 17 degree angle. So if you sit on it for like a minute or two, you're fine. But sitting on it for five minutes or more creates inescapable leg cramping. It's to stop people from hanging out in the bathroom and playing Yu-Gi-Oh on their phone or cranking one out. And then every ADA lawyer in the United States simultaneously got an erection. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, I can't fucking wait. I think if you get... The angled bathroom. I think it just needs to be mob rule. Like, we all just have to take turns. Like, just, like, disassemble a sledgehammer. Put the pieces of it in your backpack. Go into the bathroom. Smash the toilet. Reassemble the sledgehammer. And leave. Like, we've all just got to take turns destroying those sloped toilets until everybody gets the message. I will be the first one to invent 
a clip-on thing that goes over the toilet seat that restores it to the full 90-degree angle. It will be a foldable device, you know, kind of like we went out with our friends who have a baby a, a while ago, and they brought out a flip, an unfoldy thing that clips to the table, and it becomes a high chair. It'll be yeah. like that, but it'll clip to the toilet, and it will it'll be like a little deck that restores you to the full 90-degree angle, and I will sell them for below market rate, and I will patent it, and I will be a millionaire. Fuck and you, employers of the United States. If you don't mind, I, I, can I pitch an upgrade to this seat? Go ahead. Like an add-on. Okay. Yeah. So the, so the base model you can buy, but the deluxe model should have a little lubricant dispenser so that you can do the first thing we were talking about with, uh, with ease. And maybe it, should, maybe it has like a pocket for some wipes. I like that idea. I like that idea. Make it as convenient as possible to waste time. Also, the, the, and look, I know I'm jumping on your idea here. So like, if, 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 if you don't like it, you, you got to tell me. Okay. 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 What if this toilet seat adapter was also hollow and it was also a whiskey flask? Hmm. I don't, I'm concerned about the sanitation. I know that's obviously there. that's the, obviously that's the first problem. I have no problem having a side flask holder, but I definitely don't want it to be because first of all, filling it with a liquid is going to make it heavier, and this is yeah. for our disabled buddies or disabled yeah. pals, so they might not yeah. be able to carry a significantly. Like I want this made out of thin portable. I want it to be br able to brought to the airport. That's how portable I want it to be. I think that's pretty smart. I think you're being pretty smart about it. Okay. I am okay with a clip-on flask container, though. Yeah, like those sidecars that you get when you go to Dave and Buster's. Correct. Okay. I like that. Finally, I'm, can I, you mind if I just pitch one more upgrade? Again, I don't want to like be like all up in your idea. You know it's what okay. I mean? It's okay. You're I, not getting any money from the patent. God damn it! Okay. What if it vibrates? How is it propelled? Does it have a battery pack? It's got it's got a battery pack. It's rechargeable. But rechargeable. in a pinch in a pinch, you can it, it also has double A batteries in it. Like so you can use double A batteries like you can steal them from your works remote controls or the label maker or whatever in a pinch, but it is rechargeable. Uh, I like that idea. Yeah. It could be heatable too. That's really good. I like that. I could go for that. Have you heard that due to the current toilet paper shortage, bidet sales are through the roof? Good. We should all have bidets anyway. Toilet paper doesn't even clean you. It just smears the shit around. Can I tell you my concern with the bidet? Tell me. Okay, look, and I don't know if this is right. I don't. I'm willing to sound stupid here on the loudest podcast. I'm willing to. This is the one time I will sound stupid because I'm purposely engaging in it. Sometimes me and Sarash will go out to Japanese restaurants to eat and they'll have the bidet and I'll be afraid to use it because I'll be like, what if that nozzle's got like some other guy's poo-poo on it? Is that a thing? Are you not looking at the nozzle before you shove it up? First of all, it's not even, it's not supposed to come into contact with your a-hole. You know that, right? I don't, I, I don't, see, I'm learning. No, you, you. About two to three, not even two, that's too generous. Three to four inches away, and you spray, you open up your butt cheeks, and then you spray it down, and you shake 
your ass like a dog wiping its ass on grass. Then you do it as many times as is needed. And then the toilet paper is to dry yourself off and finish the job. Some of these bidets actually have little blowers down there that we've seen. I'm not kidding. We've been to some pretty cool Japanese restaurants. I mean, you've gone in there. Look, if they have the bidet for boys, they definitely have the bidet for girls. What's your play when you encounter like a city bidet? A city bidet. You've definitely Um, encountered them. I've been with you. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. I have no fear. I have no fear of germs. I have no fear of sickness. I have no fear of anything. My bowels have survived the culinary version of a nuclear holocaust. I will never get sick. Nothing makes me afraid. (laughs) I'll use it. Hell yeah, I'll use it. I'll use it three times. I wish we had a bidet at our house. How much is a bidet? Like you 50 bucks. They connect to, they connect to, if you go down near the base of the toilet, you know the shutoff valve that yes. you turn if your toilet starts overflowing? There is a connector there for a bidet. $50? Are you, you know yeah. how much money we spend on toilet paper? More now, now that all you paranoiacs are buying it all up. God damn, it's a good, look. We have a sizable supply of toilet paper anyway, because that's just kind of how we roll. We'll go down to the supermarket and it'll be on sale and I'll just bring home 64 rolls of toilet paper. It's smart to buy in bulk. Yeah, but it's dumb because we could have been buying bidets in bulk. One for the bathroom, one for the kitchen sink. Yeah. Do you know to wash our hands with? Aren't they fun? What? I don't, maybe I don't understand what a bidet is. I don't think you, every time you say a sentence, it (laughs) brings me further away from believing that you do know what a bidet is. Okay, look, can I tell you what I think a bidet is? Okay, go ahead. Okay. It's a six, it's it's like a little, it's like you sit down on a robot helper. Like, let's say like you're sitting on like C-3PO's face. And he's like, oh my, hello, Master Kokodos. Time for a thorough cleansing. Then, like, out from the bottom of, out from underneath the toilet seat, kind of like a knife popping out of a Swiss Army knife, just like, pops the alarm, it flips upwards and extends a six-inch-long rod directly into your anus about the size of a roll of quarters. Then, it hypershoots water up there, and shit from 1984 falls out. Yes, that's correct. Well, obviously, I think we need one of those for the kitchen. Yeah, we, we need. Can, we can so use we can that to s- core apples. Yeah, a core app, pineapples too. Really, the uses are endless. Okay. Wait, what the hell was the question? Oh, okay. So you're saying oh, it's okay to masturbate in the workplace bathroom. What about the kitchen? Is it okay? Now, look, let's pretend this kid's 18, which is something that I shouldn't say out loud, and now there's audio of me saying out loud forever. Um, <laughs> uh,. The kitchen. What do you think of this? Is it okay to masturbate in the kitchen? No, that's sanitation issues, man. You're going to get infected. We have a pandemic going on right now. W- watch it. No, absolutely not. Okay. Not doing anything but preparing food in the kitchen. All right. All right. You've heard the lady. But if you don't mind, this is another topic. What about getting frisky in the kitchen? Uh-huh. No, no, there's a pandemic going on. No, none uh, of that. I'm getting frisky. Okay. You will have sex with a hazmat suit on <laughs> in the missionary position only when you need to. 
Kitchen sex is the hottest sex you can have. It's also the most full of bacteria and salmonella. Okay, look, I'm not saying it's... Uh, look, during a, uh, during a pandemic, obviously we should restrain our kitchen sex. I agree. We should be performing kitchen sex distancing. Like, take, take that... Di- go the distance to the bedroom and have sex in the bedroom. Living room, that's the closest you should get to the kitchen. Kitchen closet, I think you're okay. I'm telling you, kitchen sex is real hot. It's like, oh my God, we're so hot for each other. We got to do it right here in the kitchen. Now there's flour getting everywhere and sugar. And then, oh, oh, what's going on here? Some butter. And then when you're done, there's cookies. Yeah, that's how that works. Look, look, okay, let me describe to you what I think sex is. Please don't. (laughs) Okay, I think it's when a boy and a girl love each other very much. Is that what it is? That's correct. Now, our next question. Okay, good. All right, good. Oh, I really like this question. Go for it. This is from Canadian technical death metal fanatic. (sighs) 16. I think the reason you keep groaning at all these is because when you were 16 or 17, you would have had names just like this. Oh, absolutely. I would have. That's why. So I know. I know what's happening. I know what's going on. I know what's going to happen. You don't need to convince me otherwise. Technical death metal. I didn't know that there was like a a subgenre of Canadian death metal that was... Well, I mean, I guess Rush is like incredibly technically proficient rock. All right. Well, anyway, Canadian technical (laughs) death metal. Wait, what are you laughing at? I was just thinking about 16-year-olds and... I didn't want to interrupt, but I guess now that ship has sailed. Guy who keeps sending me the boomer memes, he sends them to you too. Please stop. I really appreciate it. I love them. I laugh at them, but you are filling my inbox now. My inbox, porkchatter at protonmail.com. I really liked them. They were a novelty at first, but now I have 52 unread emails, and it's making me upset. Okay, you were talking about Hayden, our listener. Hayden. Hayden, you you keep sending them to me. Sriracha, now this is just my guess, Sriracha sees unread emails as unfinished work. Yes, that's correct. My guess is that, like, that... That when that unread email number ticks up, she just gets more and more anxious. So don't send her anymore. Oh, and here's a fun, here's a fun little thing. Okay. Um, Proton Mail, because Proton Mail is the server for drug lords and human traffickers. <laughs> so it has so many layers of encryption on it that it will not load images unless you go through this like six step process. So wherever there's an image, I get a description of the image instead that's in like the metadata. <laughs> and s- someone, as a joke, I guess, has signed me up for some kind of body positivity uh, newsletter. Oh, no, that and was I, me. Oh, what? No, I signed you up for that. Oh, thank you very much. So let me let me read you some of the descriptions of the images on the body positivity emails that I receive. Sure, of course. <clears throat> right, here we go. Overweight woman standing in road looking fierce. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Obese woman frowns at chocolate cake. 
<laughs> like none of these images are loaded. This is just it's one of those boxes with an X and then this is what's written in it. Uh that metadata exists for the blind. Really? Interest- yeah, interestingly enough, that's um uh that's part of uh disability like web 2.0 disability compliance because the blind have a robot that reads everything to them. And so they get to hear like Overweight woman high-fiving other overweight woman while riding jet skis. Fat black woman scowls at thin co-worker. Oh, oh no. No! <laughs> I thought, see, I thought it was like when you upload stock images to catch more people on the SEO, they'll just write in the description of it. I had no idea that was part of what blind compliance. Great. Interesting. Learn something new every day. But, okay. uh, yeah. No more boober. Memes, please, for the love of God. All right. <laughs> I can't all right. take it. Right. Hayden, thank you. Send them to me because here's what I've done. I have them marked at a separate importance level by Gmail. So every couple of weeks, I'll just go read five of them, but they don't get in the way of my daily to-dos. So, Hayden, you hook me up with them. This whole time, Sriracha has been playing with a worm on a string, and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Worms on a string. <laughs> I should make him a little mask. <gasps> yeah, you- oh, we got to protect him. Oh, hi. Maybe name him Ronnie. Ronnie, why? Because uh, of the coronavirus. It's corona time. <laughs> it's corona time, baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, wait. All right. Oh, but we never even read this person's question. Yeah, wait, what's the question? <laughs> All right, Canadian technical death metal fanatic says, I'm sick and tired of this bully. I don't want to be a snitch, but I do want to make him suffer. I'm currently weightlifting a lot, but I'm not seeing gains. So, Steros and Sriracha, where do I find steroids? Sign Canadian technical death metal fanatic 16. If you're going to t- techni- if you're going to Canadian death metal shows, it should be really obvious who's got steroids. Yeah, really. I mean, you just find the beefiest guy you know, go to jail, go to jail, find the beefiest guy you know, and be like, "Hey, bro, looking pretty swole. Can I get some of them roids?" <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it's very easy to tell who's using steroids. It's the it's not like, well, I guess it's also easy to tell who's doing weed because they're constantly holding up the peace sign, wearing oversized rose-tinted sunglasses, wearing beanies, and playing hacky sack. Yeah, and it's really it- easy to tell who's doing weed in that they won't shut the fuck up about weed. Yeah, and they keep trying to tell you about like the new devices that they've built to do yeah. the weed. Like their super dab machine or something, or like, hey, bro, we're going to go put oil behind our ears. <laughs> I still can't. I hate, I absolutely hate that dabbing has come into prevalence during my sobriety year. I could have been dabbing this whole time and I find out about the dabs. Oh, the moment I turn sober. Have you ever done a dab? I think I dabbed once in college and it melted my brain. So I was like, never, never again. (laughs) Okay. No, I hear you. It's too much. I used to know people that would like dab in their cars during our work study job and then come back and be like, dude, what are you? Because I had, I used to have a work study job where I would just sit and sell tickets to basketball games. 
And it was the ticket booth was kind of inside of the arena. So it was very overwhelming. <laughs> I was like, wow, did you guys, are you having a good time? Because I don't think I would. <laughs> I feel like you don't choose to dab in your car at your work study job. You need to dab in your car at your work study job. Um, I, I joined that Facebook group that is called, this is literally a personal attack. I love that one. Big fan. Really good one. And I saw a tweet that was like, bro, why do you have to get high to go to 7-Eleven? It's just down the street. Is something wrong with you, bro? And I was like, oh, my God. Hit me right in the field. Oh, I don't like that. I got to join that crew. I think I got kicked from there. I got to rejoin. You really do get kicked from internet groups, don't you? It's not my fault. I think most of the time I get kicked, I don't deserve it. Like, I get kicked from another group for sexism because I called somebody a man baby. I I think that's a little much. We we actually discussed that last week. Yeah, we did. And I still think it's a little much. look, Look, I hear you. I, I, I hear you. I still think they're using that as a catch-all just because you were generally being an asshole and they were like, ah, we'll get her on this. It's like when you it's like when a cop pulls you over a broken taillight, but, you know, because maybe you're swerving all over the road or you're it's or like you're when call- you're just. Yeah. Happen to be this like when you just happen to be taking pictures of people's kids outside as as your First Amendment constitutional right allows you to do. And the cops just like, I'll just bust him for anything. We need to get this guy out of here. Anyway, before we. You know, the Constitution doesn't require you to take pictures of strangers' kids. It's not like, henceforth, George Washington declares that thou shalt takest picture this is of thy yeah, neighbor's declares, children. Nobody declares anything because we don't live in a freaking monarchy. <laughs> we vote on things like amendments and that amendment that gives me the right to take pictures of people's kids. This is America. This is the land of the free and the home of the brave. I can take pictures of anything that I want so long as it is in a public sphere. Don't like it? You can. I, I cordially invite you to suck the ass of a bald eagle because this is my America and that's, that's what freedom means to me. Back to the question. And the rocket's red glare. Okay. Find the biggest most jack guy either at your gym or at the Canadian death metal show and then go hey wow you're as strong as Popeye where's Popeye get his spinach from hmm where's Popeye's uh, spinach coming from uh, you uh, uh your performance is incredible and you know where I can find any enhancers hmm? uh. <laughs> to enhance my performance yeah exactly uh, what's the code word for... Because you can't just go, where's the roids, bro? What's the cool street term for roids? I think they call it juicing. Oh, there you go. Because if, the, cause if it turns out the guy's an undercover cop, you could be like, I was talking about getting a juicero juicer. That's what I'm looking for. I'm really into juice on the go. Juicero. Juicero. Okay. I feel like we've helped it. But there's... Okay, I'm sick and tired of this bully. All right. He wants to get roids. What if you give the roids to the bully? Like, put the roids in the bully's, like, oatmeal or whatever. And then bust him for doing roids. 
Do schools bust them for doing roids? And to call the cops, I mean, call cops. They call the cops on them? What happens when a student is juicing? Like, what does the school do? Because I knew when they caught kids smoking weed at my high school, what they were supposed to do was call the cops, but then what public safety usually did was just say, hey, get out of here. Would they confiscate the weed? No. They would just tell them, like, get out. Damn it. If I were like a college cop, I would be confiscating weed left and right and amass a massive weed collection and become a weed dealer. Oh my God, it's a perfectly circular economy. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Exactly. You confiscate the weed, then you sell that weed back to the people you confiscated it from at an inflated price. You don't like it? Well, then I'm going to... Huh? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. What were you going to say? I was saying you could also sell security to like the mafia does and be like, hey, I know you like smoking weed on that bench over there behind the water fixture. Uh, how about how would I make that your little spot for just $50 a month? Yo, I really like the way you pitch that security move. Like you're renting a space where he won't check between certain hours. But also, I would throw in bonuses. I would be like, if I see other kids playing hacky sack or reading the Communist Manifesto over there while listening to a Dave Matthews band uh, four-hour at Red Rocks Jam Sesh, I'll bust them. And I'll supply your spot with bottles of water and cans of Coke and Diet Coke. You turn it into like an air, weed, and weed kind of thing. Air, oh my God, add a touch of luxury, which I have a topic. I have something I want to talk about that I just came into my mind, but it's totally off topic. So let's finish this up. Oh, okay, cool. Well, you know what? Look, hopefully we've helped a lot of kids go to jail faster. We will be right back after this. Welcome back to the Lattice Podcast, the Lattice Podcast on the internet, the healthiest podcast on the internet. My mm-hmm. name's Saranja, and I'm here to talk about the worst, the worst thing I've ever seen this week, which is mysterious. Are you familiar with the company Flyblade? I am not. Tell me about this company. So Flyblade, or it's either just fl- Blade or Flyblade. I don't remember. Their website is Flyblade, so that's what I'm calling mm-hmm. it. It's a kind of like an Uber for helicopters <laughs> and they've recently expanded into chartered jets like they have an app and you can charter a jet from very select airports JFK to Miami is one of the most popular routes and they tout it as like the most extreme luxury you can get and I looked it up just for shits and gigs a flight a chartered flight a private flight from New York to Miami is $17,000, which obviously is ridiculous, expensive as hell. But apparently it is also cheaper than normally chartering a jet. I have no point of reference for that, but that's what they say. But the thing that gets me, I was looking up the reviews on this, and the thing that really strikes me is their menu. Their menu, they serve an in-flight meal. When you're on Blade, which is the most bougie thing I have ever... Here's the menu at Fly ba- Blade. Your mm-hmm. first course is a can of caviar. <laughs> Just a can of black caviar with a spoon and a big dollop of that, what's it called, cream friche. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what creme fraiche is. I just know it's fancy and I want it. I think it just means fresh cream, doesn't it? I don't know. I mean, I have no, I have no idea. The second course is you're, a, ask, you're asking a guy who eats dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets at age thirty-seven what creme fraiche is. Like, I, I don't, I, I got no idea. I couldn't identify it in a lineup. If creme fraiche murdered my parents, I would be like, I'm sorry, officer, I don't know. And Cool Whip would go to jail. The second course is a cob salad with lobster in it. And the third course is a chocolate cacao and espresso brownie. And they don't have champagne. They have sparkling wine. And I read this menu, and maybe this is just me being a piece of shit, but it just, it feels like, first of all, there's no cohesion between any of those flavors. What are they doing on a menu together? It just feels like a poor person's idea of what rich people eat. That's exactly what it is, because I'm a poor person who literally called that rich person food. Caviar, creme fraiche, lobster, cob. What? I never buy a cob salad when I'm out, because I know that comes with the egg in it, and yeah, I want the egg. For the, all of a sudden, you add the word cob to it, and it's $17 minimum in New York. Mixed Why green. Mm-hmm. Would you put lobster on a cob? It's already too rich. The first course, the second course, and the third course are richer than hell. You're just going to have a heart attack the second you step off the plane. (laughs) Try a regular salad, jackasses. No, money really is wasted on the wealthy. (laughs) Yeah, of course it is. I want to say, though, all right, 17 grand. I know that sounds like a lot. It is a lot. (laughs) No, no, no. I know it sounds like a lot because it is a lot. How many people am I allowed to pack into this plane? Because I'll front the $17,000, but then I'll sell inflated tickets to other people and I'll open Boomer Air. I'm eating the lobster. I'm eating the caviar. I'm tossing out rich crackers. I'm getting rich. You're paying for my... It's the pyramid scheme of flights. Oh my god, that's genius. You could pack like 30 boomers in there. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, absolutely. I could. They could all you know, sit on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, or I, I could do a thing where I'm like, oh, and like your, and your ticket comes with cryptocurrency. Like, what are things that boomers love? Like, it comes with cryptocurrency. Like, uh, like the flight attendants are also CPAs. They can help you do your taxes while the flight's going on. The flight attendants are millennials, but good millennials that yeah. mow lawns and think that uh, Donald Trump is doing an excellent job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're the millennials that had kids, like, right away. Yes. They're just, uh-huh. like, shit out kids. And now they're like, oh, all, all our kids' toys have to be wooden toys. They got married to their high school sweetheart and don't think that's weird. <laughs> yes, exactly. They think what you're doing is weird. They, they, uh, yeah, we need flight attendants that unironically use the word degenerate. Yes. That's what we need. Okay, good. Brilliant. Broomer Express. I love it. Get some CP. Oh, and every seat comes with one of those, uh, oh, damn it. What, what's that way that you can make your own seltzer water at home? Soda stream. Each seat comes with its own soda stream. Your soda stream and your water. Um, no Netflix, no streaming anything, direct TV, and actually, 
That's how we advertise it. We got every channel. It's direct TV. Why should you? You're, you're too old to decide what you want to watch. Let the TV decide for you. Yeah, you know, serious. That's brilliant. I'm out in the suburbs right now, and let me tell you, I don't pay for cable at all, but my mom does. There yeah. is something so comforting about just sitting on down, turning on the TV, and watching TV. Like you don't need to decide anything. That's kind of nice. <laughs> I am so happy to hear you say that because I feel the exact same way. For the longest time. I have wanted to pitch to Netflix just a thing called Netflix TV. And it's just a series of channels on Netflix. You don't know what it's, you don't know what's on it. You just click like, like Netflix, like Netflix mystery. And you click on it and it could be an episode of Law and Order. It could be a this. It could be like, you don't know what the fuck it is. Just like fucking decide for me. You click on like the sitcoms to click on the sitcoms channel. Like it's weird. I will sit there for an hour trying to decide what to watch on Netflix and then eventually just get tired and go to YouTube. Yeah. The the think piece writing crowd be damned. I, I think if you did have like a Netflix TV that was just, con- it wouldn't even be expensive to set up. Just run no. a constant cycle of Netflix programming. I think that would do very well with older people. Yeah. There's a, there's a service that my buddy has called Pluto. And it is very similar to this. It's like, uh, their tagline is, it's free TV. Pluto, it's free TV. And he turned it on the other day, and there's like a game show channel on it. And they're just playing, they had like a six-hour rock block of American Gladiators from 1994. And I'm watching like Turbo and Ice and Jace and Laser. You want to talk about where to find steroids? American Gladiators in 1994. That's where you fight steroids. Now, see these people just housing people left and right. And then we're looking up which contestants are alive or dead on Wikipedia. A lot of them have passed, but a lot of them are still around. (laughs) The winner of one of the episodes of American Gladiators we watched, turns out later she got a job as a referee on Gladiators 2000. So she was part of the Gladiators family for a long time. Hey, good for that lady. Yeah, check out Pluto. T- Pluto TV is pretty much what I'm describing. It's just like it's like bosom buddies will just be on. You're not gonna sit down and like say like ah, I can't wait to watch bosom buddies. Like you're not gonna pull that up on Hulu, even though I'm positive it's on Hulu. But should bosom buddies arrive unexpected? We might see what Peter Scolari's up to. You can't just change the channel on bosom buddies. No way. No, exactly, exactly. All right. I'm glad we agree on this. Um, speaking of super bougie bullshit, I used to walk across the hall. I used to work across the hallway in Beverly Hills from a company called Bling Water. No, tell me everything. <laughs> I thought, because recognizes this right away, but if, in case you don't know what Bling Water is, it's Paris Hilton's Luxury Bottled Water Company. (laughs) You don't remember that? Well, neither did the economy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I know. I think I said this a long time ago on an episode of the Loudest Podcast, but like there is always a rich people run out of things to buy. They do. They run out of shit to buy. It's why we are constantly innovating new experiences for the rich, because 
their only joy is consumerism and much like a sex addict, like every time they like engage in that experience, they get less and less joy. So they need to go crazier and crazier. That's why we got to change the clothes every three months. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's why like literally it made headlines when uh, when Kate Middleton wore a dress a second time. There was a whole wave of media coverage where it's like Kate Middleton, the princess who wears things twice. <laughs> how delightfully <laughs> absurd. Wait, were you, did you literally just say how delightfully absurd? I said how delightful, but same idea, same wavelength, different uh, oh, points. Different of, execution. Different oscillation, same wavelength. <laughs> were you also imagining the talk show host from The Hunger Games saying that? No, I was imagining an old woman with a monocle just saying, oh, I say, she owns a washing machine. You know, there's, there was one old woman with a monocle, and she has set the standard for all... The entire trope of old woman with a monocle shocked by her antics is traced back to one person. The patient zero of old woman with a monocle is... A woman born in the year 1882 named Margaret Dumont. Like, she was in every Marx Brothers movie, and it was just her job to be horrified by what the Marx Brothers did. <laughs> so she would always be going like, my word, or how absurd, or this is, oh, this is ridiculous. She would always be getting pies in the face. God bless you, Margaret Dumont. The Mark Groucho Marx called her practically the fifth Marx brother because she was so important to the Marx brothers. She was in one, two, three, four. She was in seven Marx brothers movies. Oh my god! Yes, just oh, to I, be shocked and appalled at their antics. Mm-hmm. And I believe she was also in. I believe Margaret Dumont was also in the one time on NBC television that Groucho Marx did the Mikado, I think. All right, well, anyway, enough Margaret DeMonte. I think also she was also shot... Wait, give me one second. Um, Can we hear about the bottled water then? <laughs> okay, hold on, sorry. Damn it. Anyway, back to the bottled water. Okay, so there's always a market for the most expensive blank. So Paris Hilton's pitch was, it's the most expensive bottled water you can buy. Each teeny tiny 12-ounce bottle cost $100. Here's why. It was distilled through a diamond. Now, I know, what you're, I know what you're thinking. How do you distill water through a diamond? I don't think you do. Can I guess? I, sure, please do. I'm going to guess that you take many diamonds mm -hmm. and you fuse them together into a funnel. And by diffuse, she just means water ran over the diamonds. <laughs> that is exactly what they did. Ah, nailed but, it! <laughs> by distilled, they mean came into contact with a diamond. That's what I thought. <laughs> and every bottle had like a teeny tiny little necklace with like a gold ingot on it. So it was kind of like you're just buying some gold. And some water that came into contact with the diamond. You could just sell me the diamond and the gold and keep the water. And I always, I was always trying to get a taste of that blending water. I was always like, hey, oh, wow, you guys, oh, any, uh, any extra water uh, could, uh, that a future boomer could try? <laughs> this guy working at a uh, documentary production company across the street. And it was just like, no, 
Paris Hilton kept that water locked up tighter than she kept those abs. Yeah, no, people don't know this, but if a PA even touched the water, they had to burn the whole batch because it's contaminated by the pour. My very first PA job, I was 18 years old. The very first thing I had to do as a PA was to clean the bugs off Queen Latifah's windshield with bottled water. Oh my God, that's humiliating. Wow, we really treat our assistants like garbage, don't we? I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to remember doing this. I'm going to remember this. Um, I want to see if Bling Water is still around. All right, I'm looking it up. Bling H2O. Oh my God, Bling H2O is still a fucking thing? You're kidding. Holy no, go to blingh2o.com and shop the collection. I don't think I legally can. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're now they're selling $38 of bling water called Miami, baby. They're selling $38.98 bling water called Fade to Black. There's a bottle called the Spoiled Brat. You can buy a case of bling water for $450, marked down from $467. Wow, if so, I had not already taken my a- my Ativan, this would really piss me off. <laughs> there's a bottle of bling water called the 10000 Guess how much it costs? Is it $10,000? No, it's very confusing. It's $2,700. But it has 18 positive reviews. Made to order, our breathtaking bespoke collection bottles have over 10,000 hand-applied Sirvaski crystals. We can custom make this bottle in virtually any color combination. And according to these reviews, which look, which look absolutely real, uh, Bill G says best water ever. Clean and neutral taste of pure water. Chump B says exquisite. I love water that in bottle drink yum. Come back, buy more. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, XOXO. Ah, uh, a spammer, an SEO spammer who really tried named Joseph F. writes quintessential. This bottle of water was perfect for my private yacht excursion in the Mediterranean. That's the satire. Price? I don't believe that that is a real. <laughs> Well, look, let's see if this last line uh, uh, gives a true or false. The price is almost too minimal for water that tastes this magnificent. (laughs) A man named The Wather writes, I am from Italy and I take 10 of this bottle of water. It's perfect for me. Verified reviews. It says, and by the way, next to the water, it says verified reviewer. So you know they're verified because you can't just call someone a verified reviewer. You can't. It's true. The, the, the HTML will reject the code. It will know you're lying. Chrome will direct that page straight to cyber jail. Why won't Bling H2O load on my phone? God damn it, Parison. Okay, I'm well, so, first I- of all, this bottle looks really, really cool. Oh, the 10,000? Yes. Yeah, it does actually look really cool. It looks, uh, for people who don't know, it kind of looks like if if 90s horror monster Pinhead took a dump yeah, and it, it came does. out water bottle shape. It looks like Harley Quinn's uh, nail bed. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Well, that was an excursion into capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will be right back with your voicemails right after this. Voicemail time. 
Welcome back to Ladders Podcast. Ladders Podcast on the internet. Guess what time it is? What time is it? Well, I don't know what time. Dun, da, 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 it's Corona time, baby. Corona time. So wait, can you get the audio from that uh, TikTok of the guy just saying, it's, it's corona, corona time. time. It's Corona time. Hey, corona time. Corona time right now. <laughs> Cut it in. <laughs> wow, a lot of you called it's in corona. about Corona. <laughs> I chose the first one because all of you said the exact same thing so I just went in with the guy who chose first honestly I didn't have a lot of bandwidth to read these lately but um so I just chose the most recent ones pretty much unless they were real real bad so let's start out with number one fuck you Paul (laughs) okay now, I don't know if this is the right voicemail, and I really hope it is, because that will be really awkward. But the message stands the same. I'm going to use this email to leave the email that I desperately want to leave, but can't. Fuck you, Paul O'Barian, from Paul O'Barian Antiques and Coins, okay? Because, God damn it, you got my hopes up. I got, I got two Susan B. Anthony's that I stole from a 10-year-old girl... And I look them up. I'm like, man, these coins seem pretty rare. You know, I should probably sell them because they look really cool. And I look them up and I'm like, $50,000, $40,000. Wow. Man, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be loaded. So I call you, Paul. And what do you do? You don't pick up. I call you during your work hours. What do you do? You don't pick up. I'm on up. the edge of my seat. I call you one more time. <laughs> and then I hear your voice. I say, Paul, please listen to me. I got Susan B. Anthony coins. I really want to sell them. So you're just like, I don't buy those. What do you mean you don't buy those? Okay? <laughs> you don't explain anything to me, Paul. I'm your customer. And all you say is, oh, those. fuck you. You got five stars on Yelp, but you don't have five stars in my heart. You don't know anything about coins, Paul. Worst thing is, I try to do my own research, you know. I go on Reddit, and I'm like, I got two Susan B. Anthony's. Yeah. Please buy them. Tell me if they're worth anything. And I find out that those coins are used <laughs> by drug buy. dealers for money laundering. So yeah, I thought I had $50,000. But turns out I had $50,000 if I was a drug dealer. And that's what you would have wanted, Paul. Five stars on Yelp. Five stars on Yelp for what? <laughs> you can cover up the drug dealers making $40,000. Well, well, I find out that my coins are worth $1. You fucked up, Paul. You fucked up. <laughs> okay, so can we review this? I, I have trouble. The first arc, the first act <laughs> is fantastic. As do most epic tales, it's got a little, pro- a few problems in the second act. I think the. <laughs> The narrative speeds up a little bit to the point where I don't. I think you need to slow it a little bit down. But that conclusion is just fantastic. Five stars. This should be studied in school. I was on the edge of my seat. Asterios. I don't think Paul doesn't buy Susan B. Anthony coins. I think you just sound like trouble. Whoever you are, you're called... You you are emanating I have stolen Susan B's to unload. That is... I mean, he just said... He straight up said he stole the coin. I know, I know. But look... You can steal coins and not come off like a coin stealer. You know what I mean? What you got to do is you have to be like, hello, my, 
My father died and left me some of these Asuzi B. Anthony coins? I don't know. I am old and easy to take advantage of. Would you like to buy them off me? Can I exchange them for regular quarters? I don't know if they'll work. Like, you gotta come off like a mark. Yeah, you're right. You gotta do that thing they do on Better Call Saul, the coin trick. Wait, what's the coin trick of Better Call Saul? I don't know this. Uh, Jimmy and his partner, I forget the, I think his name was Mark, Marco. They would run this scheme where Jimmy would pretend to meet Marco in a bar for the first time and he'd have a quarter and it'd be like Lincoln is back or a penny and Lincoln's facing the opposite direction on the penny and he tries to convince Marco to buy the penny for like 10 or to like $500 and Marco's like no you're a dumbass get away from me. Uh, so Jimmy's like, okay, well, I'm going to the bathroom. You think about it. So when he goes to the bathroom, Marco looks over across the bar at the guy that's the real Mark. And he says, this guy's taking me for a ride, right? And the other guy says, oh, yeah, absolutely. He says, well, you know what? Just for shits and gigs, I know a guy downtown who owns a coin store. I'm going to give him a call. So he calls on me. And he's like, wait, wait, are you serious? Yeah, facing west. It's worth What? Oh, my God. He hangs up. And then Jimmy comes out of the bathroom and he's like, "Uh, yeah, no, I want to buy that coin for $500. He's like, what do you mean? I thought you said I was taking you for a ride. And then the other guy interjects. is like, no, I'll pay $750 for it. And then they get all pissed at He's like, no way, buddy. Fuck you. It's my coin. It came from me. Well, well, you got $750? Hell no, I don't got $750. Well, then it sold to the man for $750. God damn. You got to do that. You got to do that. And maybe, maybe Marco or what's his name? Paul Oberlin. Yeah. Fuck you, Paul Oberlin. Is there a way I could watch just the fun moments from Better Call Saul? Like a super cut that doesn't involve people murdering their friends or like uh, someone's brother dying of alcoholism. You know, kind of like how, how uh, Max Hammer made that super cut of The Last Jedi of only the pork seeds for you. No, you should you should just watch the whole thing. It's really good. <laughs> uh, I wa- I watched the first two episodes and I was just like, this is too intense for me. And it, by the way, it's a much less intense show than Breaking Bad. I mean, the first couple of episodes I think are much more intense than later on. Yeah, I heard what they did was I heard that like when they started shooting, they realized they were having so much fun playing Jimmy McGill, like, as a normal guy. Like, apparently, like, he was supposed to transform into Saul Goodman real fast, like, in the first season. And then when they're seeing the footage, they're realizing, oh, shit, we really love Jimmy McGill. And they want... And then they're like, oh, we really want to write the Jimmy McGill show. Well, yeah, it's... it's. I could see how that is, where they had a change in creative direction at some point, because it starts out very Breaking Bad-esque, and then it kind of cools down and turns into more like a relationship-driven show, which I think it's very good. You should watch it. I've been trying so hard to pirate the new season, and I can't find it anywhere, and I'm very frustrated. So if I have a guy out there who's a sail in the high seas and happens upon season five, please shoot me a DM or something. Look, as opposed to to sending Sriracha pictures of her own hair or boomer memes that her super secret email won't load, (laughs) send her some Breaking Bad. Help this girl out. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next voicemail. Um, this one 
is called Best Toys. Okay. Yo, what's up, Asterio Sarantia? This is Mimi Yori, creator <gasps> of the Sarantimation and the new sticker pack on Patreon.com. So serious. Anyways, my question is, what is the best toy to deal with stress? Slime, kinetic sand, stress balls, or fidget spinners? Please choose. That's a fucking great question. Oh, by the way, Mimi Yori, y'all got a follower. If you go to um, if you go to my YouTube. Uh, the default video is by Mimi Yori, and if you look in the comments, like, you'll get her YouTube channel there. Much like all you fucking Zoomers, the YouTube channel is some ridiculous, num- like, collection of characters and numbers that you can't just type in. Yeah, Mr. Poop Pee My Pants. Yeah, it's- At YouTube.com. Yeah, like, it's not YouTube.com slash Mimi Yori. It's like something else. All right, but anyway... Best? I got the best stress toy right here. Worm on a His string. His name is Philip. He's a worm on a string. Aww. Just run him through your fingers. It's hours of fun. I'm telling you, Mimi Yori and listeners, it's hours of fun. Just get one. It's so much fun. You get like seven of them from Amazon for a dollar. They're, they're so good. They're very, very- I love them. They're very cheap and they're very cute. Um, I really like- You ever see that old stress toy that was like a- Bunch of pins that you press your face into, and then it looks like you got a weird metal face. I have seen that. I like that thing. Whatever that, I don't even know what the hell it's called. Just pin cushion pin art. Pin face. Or, wait a minute, man. Hold on, maybe, Yori. You gotta go classic 1980s Wall Street. I'm talking clacker balls on the desk, bonsai tree. Rock garden. Pile of cocaine. Pile of cocaine. That, that'll definitely relieve your stress. And also add a lot more to it, too. It's like, uh, it's weird that way. It's got that kind of push-pull factor to it. But yeah, I'm going to say, uh, oh, yo, wait a minute. I got an idea. Sriracha. Yes. What if she gets super into model trains? How is that stress relieving, though? I feel like that'd be more stressful. Because you build a little world of trains to escape into. Your mom and dad aren't telling you to finish your homework on the Mimi Yori Express. Okay, yeah. Trains. All right. Make them all right, trains. Make them all trains. And then put the worms on the string on the train. Make them the conductors and get them little hats. Get all tiny hats. You, they don't have much neck support, but just give it a shot. They'll, you'll figure it out. Give it a shot. That's it for the last podcast. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, Sriracha and Nico just recorded their new show. What is it called? Like the I believe we're calling it the Dark Side Jills. <laughs> the Dark Sided Jills, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we're calling it. It's very silly. It's got we got to talk about piss jugs. We got to talk about. I think there's some anime chatter in there. We got. Actually, it's a lot of piss jug. (laughs) It's a lot more piss jug than I anticipated. But if you want to hear about piss jugs, you will figure out a way to display that. Yeah, um, I have my episode of uh, the Lime and the Coconuts ready to go. It's me and Lime Jinjo talking about children's shows from our generation. Um, uh, Sriracha and Nico have their episode ready to go. It is disgusting. There is so much talk of piss jugs and encountering piss jugs and the color of piss jugs. Um, 
Both of those will be available for just a $2 pledge on patreon.com slash stereos very soon. So uh, sign up and tune in. Yeah. That's it for the Loudest Podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.